All right. So yeah, I'm here uh, with Kristen. I'm, I'm, I will, shall I try and butcher your surname? Is it Toussaint? Toussaint? Toussaint. Toussaint? Yeah. Oh, pretty close. It's always a like when you're boring with the Jones, it's quite easy, but actually some <laughs> people still manage to, to mess that up. Um, and Kristen, I recently connected. Um, she has recently wrote an article um, just talking about this whole B Corp stuff. Um, so yeah, Kristen, um, I guess quickly, yeah, who, who are you? What, what do you do? What do you know? <laughs> yeah, I am a staff editor at Fast Company Magazine in the impact section. Uh, and so impact obviously focuses on how businesses can make an impact for sure. That's a huge thing we explore. And so in uh, the November issue of the print magazine, I wrote this article looking at uh, some of the sort of criticisms leveled against uh, B-Lab recently and, and sort of what the certification is going through as it uh, gets more popular with these big giant companies, right? Yeah. Although it's pretty cool that um, a magazine of such magnitude has an impact section. Um, but let's just reflect and say, well, that's that's pretty awesome because it's possibly not yeah. that long that that's been a thing. Um, yeah, so your your article, you were just sort of highlighting, yeah, and, and it's been true. Um, it's kind of like the new N-word, don't say the word Nespresso. Um, in this region, Australia, New Zealand, we now have Unilever, Australia, New Zealand. And within the B Corp community, there the, it's it's been a real split decision. Like some B Corps have basically said, well, here's my certificate. I'm ripping it up. I'm out if if they can be a B Corp. Um, I'm personally more of the opinion that it's better to have those companies in the tent and have us be able to influence them um, and, and do what's what. But yeah, where, where, where did you sort of come down on on your uh, your opinion on it? Or are you still are you maintaining <laughs> a, a split decision yourself? Yeah, I think, uh, I guess be a little bit neutral, but it is such an interesting question because it it brings to mind, you know, like what is the B Corp label for? What is the, the B Corp certification for? And, you know, B Lab's whole goal is really to make all of businesses a force for good and to sort of change the economy for the better, right? And so yep. in the piece, I talk about how, you know, can you change the economy if you don't also invite these big players into the game, even if they may not have acted you know, in their employees or the planet's best interest in the past yep. about looking forward. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I used to work for um, a startup uh, here in New Zealand. They're now actually sort of doing great stuff in, in the in the US and UK called Kogo. And we started off trying to, um, it was it was more of like a marketing insights platform when it first started. So as a, as a retailer, you could sign up and you could see um, what consumers were coming into your score who were on our app who'd who'd lodged on the app what they cared about so do, do they care about um living wage do they care about cruelty-free um you know um food products what have you and um we'd have a constant conversation inside the team like if mcdonald's rung tomorrow and said hey we want to be on your platform would we take them and some people were just like well no we just don't see that mcdonald's gets to exist we, we just existentially they're not a good company but then, you know, the other half were like, yeah, but if we could if we could change how McDonald's operates by one or two percent, you know, the, the impact that you can have by changing a massive company by a couple of degrees, you know, does that. And I guess I don't know. I don't have the, the study or the data to hand. But, you know, does that make more impact than 10,000 small local, you know, Kristen's burger joint where you're just flipping burgers on the street corner for your local community? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it speaks to the power, you know how popular this idea is of purpose in a business and, and ESG minded values that these big companies are even, even want to be a part of this, right? Like, I mean, that's a huge shift change from a couple of years ago, which shows that that companies are even considering these things now and not just profit above all else. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, 
it's it's nuanced it's tricky it's gray um it's not always black and white as to this this is good this is bad you know even i look at i kind of put it in sort of a five levels of impact you know and business as usual in pretty much most sort of western democratized countries so long as you're trading legally and solvently you're in business and mm -hmm. you know I, I always come back to well currently with with almost 6000 b corps globally we're sitting at about 0.01 or 2% of limited companies globally are currently a certified b corp so you know it's it's still pretty fringe <laughs> you know yeah you're so, right i mean <clears throat> They're in the news all the time. And, you know, we talk about, about B Lab and B Corp so much, but it is still such a small percentage. Yeah. But people are so, I don't want to say desperate, but they're so interested in and, and they want, you know, a certification like this to exist that they do get this sort of um, outsized maybe attention or scrutiny on them, even though they make up such a small part of the market. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I, you know, I guess the way I always try and frame it when we're talking to people about B Corp or I'm just talking to anyone about B Corp, which is what I pretty much spend most of my time doing is, you know, it's, it's, it's not a silver bullet. There, there is no silver bullet. And I, the, the other analogy I use uh, quite a lot recently. So I went to school in the, I'm from the UK originally. And, and when you do your schooling there, you, you do your GCSEs at 16. And then if you go on and carry on through at school, you do your A levels when you're, when you're sort of 18. And I, I did biology at A level. And on day one, the teacher was like, hey, there's good news and bad news. Uh, shout out to Mr. Watkins. Um, there's good news and bad news. You know, the good news is I'm still your teacher. Haha, <laughs> you know, dad joke. The bad news <laughs> is basically everything we taught you at GCSE, you need to forget. Because we basically have to dumb the curriculum down so much for you to be able to understand it. It's practically yeah. just like all made up. And for me, this is this is where I'm kind of getting to increasingly with B Corp. It's like B Corp is not the end point. You know, B Corp is not like if everyone's a B Corp, the world is not saved. You know, that there is, and I guess you could look at someone like Nespresso. It's like, well, does the world need coffee sent to you in a pod that it's still creating waste? Mm. You know, so for me, beyond B Corp is, is this idea of, um, you know, regenerative business. And then you, you put in the idea of degrowth. And you, but you, you know, you say that to someone who right now is like, we just need to sell as much stuff as we can and we don't really care about the impact. Yeah, it's 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 like the yeah, it's like wacky races or, or the wild west out there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, depending on where companies are in their own, you know, trajectory of being a business, they can do different things. So, you know, one exactly. thing that came up when I was talking to some sources is like maybe a startup doesn't have the capacity to do a lot of charity or something at the moment. It just needs to focus on getting bigger first. And so that that impact can vary too, depending on how big a company is. Hundred percent, and that's that. I think is the real tension piece is to do purpose in the current system, you need profit. And if you mm. can't make profit, you don't, you, you can't do as much good. And it, you know, if you're not here for, you know, for the long term, you know, but also I think people, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, Nespresso just shouldn't even exist. And you go, okay, well, if we said tomorrow, let's say there's, there's a group of us, a group of, I don't know, guardians or, or smart people who decide what businesses can and can't be here from tomorrow. Okay, cool. Nespresso doesn't get to exist from tomorrow. Well, how many people do they employ? Like, what happens to all of those people? Um, and I think we lose sight that I think in general, the vast majority of people going to work are not going to work to actively destroy the planet, you know, and destroy their communities. Sometimes that happens and maybe maybe you're disconnected and you don't understand that that is happening as a, you know, unintended consequence of your actions. But yeah, I think 
the vast majority of people in the last couple of years, I think COVID's accelerated it. You know, people are increasingly looking at their work and why, why would we do this and, and what impact is it having? So, yeah, I think in general, I'd rather have these big companies in and be put under more scrutiny and held to account by a community of, you know, almost 6,000 other businesses going, hey, look, actually, that's not so cool what you just did. And don't you remember as a B Corp? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely put pressure on each other to to get better and to continually improve. And it is interesting that you bring up the employment thing because that came up with so many sources that, you know, being a B Corp attracts employees now. Yep. People want to work for these companies that that care about these things. Yep. And I definitely think it's different. You know, when I, I had a, a really good early midlife crisis, which led to what I called a hard Brexit from the corporate world. You know, back then there were two B Corps in New Zealand. There was about 1200 B Corps globally. So the idea of trying to find a job in a B Corp and be part of a company that is actively trying to make itself better and work out how to do less bad and start doing more good. Uh, like that just wasn't the thing in 2014 yeah. or it was really really fringe whereas now it, like i say you look at some of the work that the unilevers are doing some of the stuff that i actually i've spoken to the um new zealand ceo of, of nespresso i was kind of like when the when the dust has settled i was kind of like are you okay like you, you've had a little bit of <laughs> flack <laughs> but you know welcome congratulations um but you know when you sit down with these i sat down with them had a, had a meeting with him ironically we didn't have a coffee um I think he's obviously coffeeed out um just having a chat to him about you know and, and learning and listening to like well the good stuff that they're doing it's like that's actually pretty cool um yeah it's 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 interesting but i think the, the other thing to think about is like there's a lot of companies that have not done that much good perhaps or you know what they've been doing has been done in a way that's created these externalities before you can flip some of these super tankers around to being genuinely business as a force for good the effort required to stop doing not so good is I don't think that's recognized as much as, Hey, look, we've just invented this thing. It's, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. But actually the effort to turn some of these super tankers around where, you know, if you're the, if you're a new CEO or, or new employees, new leadership coming into a company and trying to transform it and transition it again, like it's really easy to throw rocks at them and go, yeah, but you're not doing this. You're not doing that. But as you said, it's like, we can't, you can't do everything. And if you try and do yeah. everything, you, you do end up doing nothing badly. Yeah, And that's a really interesting uh, point about what the B impact assessment looks at, right? Like they've, I think one thing that amazed me talking to more people about this and, and digging into it is that, you know, this has to be one assessment that uh, looks at every sort of company, whether it's the small one that started out in purpose yep. to the big one that, that had to turn that ship around. And so that's yep. such a, a wild challenge to have to do to be one yep. thing that can, that can assess all of that. Yeah you could not pay me enough money to try and work out how to create the B Corp. Like if someone said, Hey, today you've got, here's $10 million, go and build. I'd like, yeah, no, no idea where I, to start. <laughs> I kind of don't know how they did it. Yeah. And they've no. obviously done multiple versions and they're always improving. I yeah. think they're, I think we're on version six. six seven. Yeah. It's um, six now and then they're going to be seven. And mm. again, I think this is the thing. I think it's easy to, to criticize. It's easy to throw, like as I call it, it's like throwing rocks. At it. Oh, it's not good enough. It doesn't look, it's like, yeah, but what else is there? Like there was nothing before this came along. So mm. yes, let's aim to be better. Totally. But let's not, what, what is it? Is it the um, Roosevelt quote or the eyes, um, you know, he who was in the, in the arena, you know, I'm paraphrasing it really bad. You should know you're a journalist. You should know these things <laughs> like quotes. Off the head. But you know, you know don't, don't basically don't criticize the person who's trying, you know, like yeah. get behind them. Um, yeah, it's interesting because people often say to me, well, you know, what's the competitor to B Corp? It's like, well, there kind of isn't really a competitor because it's the only 
um, certification that is social and environmental. It's globally recognized and it's independently verified. And I think the, the fifth kind of bonus thing is for some reason it has captured the hearts and minds of people. Whereas if you kind of go, if you say to anyone who's been through an ISO certification, you don't get many raving fans about, oh, ISO, it's so cool. We had such a great time. Whereas B Corp, people are just like, yeah, it was tough, but hey, like it was amazing and we've got all this stuff out of it. <clears throat> so I think it's it's here. Um, yeah, and I guess they're tinkering with it. So you haven't had a deep look at, at the new um, at the new draft standards? I haven't dug into them too much, but I do know that the the biggest change is sort of this idea of requirements now. So on the on the impact assessment, there's never been the idea that you have to do, you know, one specific thing in each of the five categories. Yep. Like I think the example I gave in my article was like, environment is obviously a huge part of the impact assessment, but it yep. has never required that you use renewable energy, for example. Yep. And so now what they've been working on is this idea of specific requirements that if a company is a leader in these things, they have to do these other yep. requirements uh, along the lines of a living wage and and uh, things like that. Yeah. And what in, in general, what are your, what would be your thoughts on, on having sort of mandated requirements? I guess the word mandate is, is a, is a loaded word in post-COVID. It <laughs> it's very interesting. I, again, it's like the, what the the impact assessment is trying to do i think i i looked at an espresso and it was like 400 page long you know yeah. questions and, and digging yeah. into things so it obviously has always been very in-depth um but i do agree that if if your company is going to be billed as a leader in the environment it should be doing some specific yeah. you know they're probably a little bit like low-hanging fruit things but it yeah. still is is um mm. a leadership in that area when yeah. relative to yeah, I think it's for me. I'm I'm kind of on the fence a little bit about it. I, I think part partly, I look at a lot of small to medium businesses, where for them to meet this minimum standard, I think it's going to take them. It's going to take them time to get there. So mm -hmm. I think when you look at it from like a, a, a kind of like purely a marketing perspective, like I say, we're at 0.01 or two percent uptake currently. To, to ratchet up the standards before we're even at one percent or five percent of businesses. I do wonder whether, I mean, the assessment as it is, is bloody hard. Like it's not something yeah. that you just turn up and go, cool, can we have our certificate, please? We've answered some questions. Like it's bloody hard. And we've had hundreds of thousands of companies take the assessment and for whatever reason, not go through to certify. So whether that's, they just go, actually, this is too hard or actually it's not what we thought it was, or we don't have the resource or we can't afford it or what have you. But there is, you know, there's already a, a, a a decent drop-off of people who take the free assessment but don't go through to certify so part of me wonders whether this is too soon or that's a really interesting point yeah sorry go ahead no sorry yeah or or is actually the groundswell support there that people have gone actually we do want to we, like we recognize that we do have to meet this standard and, and i guess i don't know but i guess we'll find out but having looked through the draft standards for my business i'm kind of like i'm not sure like today that i'd meet the criteria and it's like i'm also not sure that today i've got the time and capacity to actually go and implement like if i if i was due for recertification under the new framework in the next three to six months it would be a big piece of work and I, i'm a three-time b corp you know so like i know my way around doing good theoretically so yeah i don't know interesting well i guess we'll see what happens in 2020 really one thing that um so when i spoke to dan oseski who's the head of yep. um 
insights at, at B-Lab Global, he did say to me that every time that they have updated the impact assessment, it's gotten harder. So they yep. actually yep. see the average score go down go every down. single time. Yep. Even I, if a company is maintaining its score, that yep. shows you that still... they have yeah, accomplish something harder every time, which yeah, I don't yeah. think a lot Let's of um, people outside might be aware of. Yeah, that, yeah. that just maintaining that score has already been a challenge yeah. every time. Yeah, which um, makes sense because in year one, which is interesting because year one, I think I was like 82 and then I went up to like 92. And then this time around, I've dropped down to like 84 or something. Um, yeah, and it's it definitely, yeah, I've, I've heard anecdotally that it gets harder each time, but that's good to know from the, <laughs> the like the single source of truth that they are ratcheting it up. But um, yeah, yeah I, I just think it's gonna be interesting. Um, like most of the companies we work with are pretty B Corp aligned, like, and they can get to 80. It's good. I just think it's gonna be interesting. I think there's gonna be some people who might just go, you know, look, I, I I'm just not interested in that as a, as a thing, mm -hmm. or I I don't have capacity to to be concerned about that topic specifically. Because look, having had a brief look at it, you know, there's there's stuff like, um, you know, you have to have campaigned around um a social cause, um, or you have to have done. It's kind of like, well, what if I don't care about a specific social cause? Like I, I'm busy trying to run my business, and I and I'm really focused on making more money this year so I can make more of a donation to my local community where I'm yeah I don't know I just think it's I, I need to spend more time myself looking into it um I, and it's also I think it's gonna be interesting to see whether they go right we're gonna roll this out to existing B Corps first up because you kind mm. of know your way around B Corp and so or do they go actually it's like a hard stop if you're new to the B Corp and this is your first time around, you just get thrown straight into this one and then we get some feedback or whether they do whether they do a bit of both. Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah. And also, I mean, the pipeline, it takes so long to go through the certification process <laughs> that, you know, there's there's never a time where they can just sort of stop everyone and switch <laughs> yeah, true. Over. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Yeah. In the of yeah. We've had that, mm -hmm. I've had that happen to a couple of clients where they um they're like, oh, we just logged back in and you know, they, they'd been dithering quite a bit. So I would just look back in and the assessments completely changed. It's like, yeah, I did send you a couple of reminders. And I did see the emails from B-Lab telling you that the, you know, this was when the last update was done. It's like, mm. oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure they'll, they've thought through that one. Um, Yeah. So other than the standards change, where, what, what do you sense as maybe like the future for B Corp um, or, or how B Corp interacts with the wider business community? Yeah. I mean, it is the, the, way that it has grown in popularity in such a short amount of time really is astounding. And, you know, that was a thing that I've heard from so many sources. It's just that what it has been able to do in the past 10, 15 years is almost beyond, I think, what a lot of people expected of this, you know, little yep. startup nonprofit. And I think that's only going to grow. I think that the the weight that that symbol has and what it means, not only to businesses, but to consumers, to employees, you know, the, where it stands in the market as a a symbol of, you know, what a company uh, stands for. Mm. I think that it's just going to keep growing as people want to support those, those kind of companies. And that is interesting because, um, you know, for B-Lab to have succeeded in the way that it has so far for it to just even get the buy-in that, you know, hundreds and thousands of companies are bothering to go through with this assessment in the first place, yep. it had to really strike a balance of between how hard, but yet how accessible Yep. the certification process is, right? So yep. one of my yep. sources, Joel Gemmon, um, who is one of the co-founders of B Academics, nice. was saying, you know, you have to get a certain, you have to get enough people to buy in that they're willing to go through the hard process, mm -hmm. but it can't be too hard that people don't want to go through it. Yeah. 
And I think that just, it's going to keep being that balance going forward, right? Yep. Like you said, with the new standards, is it is it that people will still see the value in going through it? Yep. Which I think they will because it has earned its place um, yep. sort of in the left. It's got it. Yeah, I think I, I just hope that the cachet, the marketing value, the the community that's been built around B Corp, the, like, like I say, the companies we're working with, like there's a genuine desire. It's like we, when, we, when, we're, when we grow up, we want to be a B Corp. Like we, we, we are doing this. <clears throat> and then once they get into the assessment, kind of like the red mist comes down. It's like, yeah, we, like, they just become these point hunting monsters. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go and do that. Like, let's go and check. Right. Hey. Like Kristen, go change that policy, get that written, tell the team we're now doing this. Like now we know that that's a thing. So mm. yeah, it's almost like a, like a flow state, isn't it? Like that kind of like just pushing your ability, but hard enough to keep you, <laughs> keep you interested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think the big thing, and I've just been pondering on this in terms of like my own business and how we help companies. So our model currently is, you know, we will help advise, coach, consult, poke, cajole you over the 80 points. So we'll get you in, like we'll help you get mm. to B Corp through yeah upskilling training educating you providing content whatever you need to get to get to 80 i kind of think what we're going to see with the new framework is more companies taking longer to get to the 80 or get to the mm -hmm. pass mark threshold so i think it's going to be a case of and it's going to be interesting to see whether b lab have like a mini assessment which is what they used to have. So they used to have this sort of B Corp light where you could take a, a really quick 30 minute assessment and it would kind of say, yeah, look, you're, you're probably a little bit far away from B Corp right now. You need to go and have a think about this stuff. Or it would be like, yeah, look, you're possibly going to smash this assessment. So yeah, you know, click here to, to go for the yeah, big, the big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I wonder whether they're going to create some kind of tool where you kind of go, yeah, look, based on what you've put in, you're possibly, you know, doing well on three out of the eight sections it looks like you're going to need to do some work and so i see how my role is going to possibly change where we're 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 possibly going to be providing more consulting advisory and training content to get you to the threshold rather mm. than kind of coaching you through an assessment to get you across the line to then think because our, our current model would be get you to b corp then think about how you'd be better having looked at the assessment and worked out what you want to prioritize, what matters to you and your stakeholders and what have you. Whereas I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a mindset. So whereas like, you know, your Unilevers, your Nespresso's, it took them like two or three years to get B Corp because they had to make the changes. I think we're going to see more of that, but even for companies that are pretty aligned with B Corp, I think they're going to have to go through that change process, which maybe that, maybe that is going to be a better way of doing it. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. And I can imagine there will be a lot of education about, you know, what the new standards include and, and sort of how to get there for yep. those, for those big multinational companies, you know, B-Lab has definitely put out sort of guides of how to go through the process and, and support yep. for that. So there's certainly going to be education about what this even entails. Yeah. Any final closing thoughts? I mean, you, did you know a lot about B Corp before you kind of did this, this piece or Presumably you, knew, you learned a lot more about it going through it. <laughs> I learned a lot more about it. And I think, I mean, I knew a, a, a good bit, but I think that was something really interesting is, you know, every academic I spoke to, every source to get context about this, they have to explain so much about, mm. you know, what B-Lab is. And yep. we actually had, you know, um, a word limit for this piece because it was in print and it was so hard to think, to know right. how much like, the reader might already know about B-Lab. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yep. there's so much to it. There's the legislation, the the, the actual legal framework of a yep. benefit corporation. There's 
how long the impact assessment is. There's so many factors yep. that I think when you just see that, you know, B Corp symbol, you don't realize all of the stuff that has, yep. has gone into it before. So that was a really interesting um, aspect of this to me is just how deep you could go. I mean, there's entire industries that are barred from becoming B labs yep. ever if you're in yep. prison industry or tobacco yep. industry, things like that. And I, I yep. don't think people, you know, it's so hard to find out all that information in, in yep. one space. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, that's that, and it's it's really interesting because yeah, I do quite a lot of talks and workshops at you know events where I'm kind of like that B Corp bloke coming to, to educate and tell the masses about what this thing is. And even just over the last two years, I I you know I normally start off by going right. Does anyone know what B Corp is? And there just be no hands. It's like cool, okay. So I'm just going to dial this all the way back the to like yeah. <laughs> 101. Whereas now you you might have like half the room put their hands up. And then it's like, mm. okay, well, does anyone work for a B Corp? And there's like two hands. You're like, hey, hello, B Corps. <laughs> yeah. Before it'd just be like a, a desert of, of B Corps. So I think there's definite, there's definite increased awareness. And, you know, in no small thanks to people like yourself, you know, writing these articles and just spreading the word and showing that interest and, and keeping the, you know, keeping the, the thought of B Corp in people's minds through great um, articles like yours. Um, it's it's kind of like i think we've reached a tipping point for sure like you know mm -hmm. once you've seen it you can't unsee it once you realize that you can do you can run a business or be part of a business that's trying to be better and make a positive contribution like why would you go back to not doing that it's like it's so aligned with human interests and planetary interests so yeah, yeah I, I i just think b corp is inevitable i think my my ideal i think would be that b corp becomes like if you want to be a, a c corp or a limited company it's like actually you know you, you just need to be meeting these basic reporting standards on like how, how do you treat people um whether it's a pass or a fail but at least you're reporting you know and if and if you pass great you're a b corp if you if you're not passing well i think that that would be an interesting intermediary step for governments to be pondering on in terms of like like i say you're you're to be a limited company we're trading solvently and legally and even then the legally in a lot of cases ironically typically the larger the company the more we can get away with dodgy stuff yeah. um yeah i think that's that's going to be interesting to see where this all goes yeah yeah i agree <laughs> cool oh well um thank you so much for your time thank you so much thank for you. your article it's been great to chat um have you got any more b corp um articles in the pipeline um not previews? at this moment yeah i'm gonna be I'll, i'm definitely gonna be digging into the new standards that's the process definitely takes a while you know as yep. they develop but i'm gonna be keeping an eye on that for sure nice yeah i think that's definitely a next good article for you to look at and it would be inter <laughs> yeah. interesting to see what like the people who were kind of like yeah but how can espresso be a b corp um it's gonna be interesting to see what their feedback is on the new standards and whether they're like well that's still not good enough it's like well, you just can't please some people or are they <laughs> gonna be like actually yeah great that's great yeah, I'll watch this space yeah. and we'll find out. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you, we'll Tim. Catch you soon. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Hey, it's Tim here, that B Corp bloke from Grow Good. If you want more content on purpose, B Corp, how to do more good in the world as an individual or a business, then you know the drill. Hit the like and subscribe. Check out some of our other videos. They're probably floating around here somewhere. You know how it works. Thank you so much. See you next time.